Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 31 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. This is our 31st episode of Talk Direction. Um, so yeah, we've been having special guests on our show for the past couple of weeks and today it's just Kara and I which is very different we're like we we're just talking about um how long it's been since it was just the two of us because even our bonus episodes we've had uh collaboration so this is kind of nice yeah you know though the the people we've had on have been totally awesome yeah um in our last episode it hasn't gone up yet the bonus one right no um but we have a really cool bonus episode this week we did a collaboration with a Taylor Swift podcast um, called SwiftCast, and they're at SwiftCast13 on Twitter. Um, and we just sort of talked about, like, what it's like to have a podcast in the fandom, and we talked about each other's fandom, um, which was cool. So make sure you go check that out. Um, and then also, we want to talk about the giveaway that we've mentioned a number of times, but we feel like we need to promote it some more. So, Kara, you're going to talk about this. Sure. <laughs> um, so we're doing a giveaway, and we are giving away a bunch of 1D stuff from fan artists, um, like stickers and posters and things like that. And the way you enter is taking our listener survey, which can be found. It's our pinned tweet on Twitter. It's our bio on Instagram. It's um, on Tumblr. It's in all our show notes. Um, it's on the, like the top of each show notes. And you just take that, you take a screenshot of the last page and you send it to us um, to through any like platform we have, uh, you know, Gmail, Twitter, whatever. Um, and then you'll be entered and this will be open until February 10th around. Which so. is my birthday. Oh yeah, happy birthday. Um, well, almost. Um, so yeah, be sure to do that. They have, we have a lot of cool prizes, so yeah, you'll have, you have really good odds to win also. Yeah. So make sure to click those links. Um, and this episode, I guess you guys have noticed that we've sort of been very evasive about Zane. Uh, he's been in the news a lot and we haven't really covered him in our news sections. We're always like, oh, we're going to save it for another episode. Like we're, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah, that was like seven weeks ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we decided to, you know, buckle down and talk about Zane this episode. So this episode will be focused all on Zane. Um, and I think it's just good to, you know, talk about it because I think people are still interested. But before we get to that, we do have news as usual. Our first news story um, is one about Louis. So I think recently Louis's been getting some not so good press uh, just by like the tabloids and stuff. And Louis's mom took to Twitter and was talking about all the different things that Louis does um, that people don't really know about all the like charities he's a part of and the things he does for um, the Believe in Magic charity that he works with um, that we just don't hear about it because he doesn't talk about it you know you're not like I don't know you talk about some things that, uh, uh, like charities that you're involved with but not all the little stories you get to hear um, so one of the families that he uh, spent time with actually reached out and decided to share their own story and their their own um, like interaction with Louie and what he had done to help their family, uh, which I thought was really cool. Kara, did you read about this? Yeah, it was such a beautiful article. I um, will definitely link it in the show notes if you want to read it. It's it's just very long and detailed, and I don't know. It just 
made me like, I don't know, I think hearing from someone who has been impacted, um, like directly by Louie is just like so interesting and important. And I'm sure you're going to like go in more into detail about it, which is cool. Yeah. So the story was about, um, this boy named Harvey who had a twin brother, both of whom were born with Down syndrome. Um, unfortunately, Harvey developed neuroblastoma when he was um, pretty young. The boys uh, were, they looked like quite, quite young. Yeah. Um, and he ended up passing away last November. Uh, and this is when Louis tweeted a picture of Harvey uh, with the caption, fly high buddy, um, which was really sweet. And so this was the, the mother reached out to the media to talk about what Louis had done uh, to help her family. And I think it all started when Louie's mom actually met the twins um, at a zoo day where they went to, um, I guess, the London Zoo, um, put together by Believe in Magic, which is the charity Louie is heavily involved in, um, and met the twins there. And then they, they were at the Cinderella Ball that we've talked about, um, where Louie set up this entire um, like fantasy ball for a whole bunch of kids through Believe in Magic where, you know, he had custom Ralph Lauren suits for the boys and princess dresses. And um, I know Liam went and it was just like a spectacular night um, put on for all these kids. And the mother, this is a quote from the mother about that night. The ball was the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Louis had a car pick us up to take us to the venue. There were hundreds of 1D fans at the gates. And as we walked up the red carpet, Harvey turned to them, stopped and gave everyone and gave them a bow. Spencer turned to the crowd and shook his bottom. Everyone was cheering and clapping for them. It was magical. Um, so I just, I know we talked about it before, but it's cool to see like these first hand accounts from yeah. a mother looking at their children, like, you know, experiencing something so magical like this. It definitely like makes it more personal. Cause I think when we heard about the Believe in Magic Ball, like we obviously thought it was a great thing, but I think hearing like personal, like stories are just like make it even more so just because you can really put like a story to like a what's it called face to a name nope yeah. story to a face you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah um so then after that Louis arranged for the whole family to go to Disneyland Paris um and then they attended a 1D show in London where they went backstage and were gifted with these like little play microphones and got to meet the boys and take pictures and there's pictures of that online of them uh, with the rest of the boys. And I thought it was interesting at one point um, in Louis's mom's tweets, I think it was, she talked about Louis giving the children things that children actually wanted, like yeah. fake microphones to dance along with. Not like, I don't know, you have to understand kids don't really care about like, uh, I don't know, fancy stuff. Yeah, you know? like a crystal like set yeah. of like glasses or something. Yeah, kids are kids. They want to play. They want to have fun. Um, so I thought that was uh, cool. Yeah. Um, and then the mother also talked about um, Louis planning to have a winter wonderland created in the backyard of the family's house. Um, but of, unfortunately, Harvey ended up passing away and that wasn't completed. Um, but I know he's reached out to the family and I think he's going to put a, on a vacation together for them when they feel ready. Um, but another thing that the mother said, and I think, I don't know, I think it's just, I'll just read it, I guess. Louis and Jay have given us precious memories with Harvey and all our children, and that is priceless. We have so many beautiful photo photos of Harvey to look back on and on in some amazing places. People don't know the real Louis. Jo Jay has told me 
that when Louis suffers a bad press day, he says to her, come on, mom, let's make someone happy today. That's the kind of man Louis is. Louis Tomlinson is very grounded. He is a family or he is family oriented and both Louis and Jay hold a very special place in my family's hearts. Um, which I just think that's, I don't know. It's, it's nice to have someone come forward and say stuff like that, who really understands it from an insider perspective. Yeah. And it really shows how much something like, I don't know, something that Louis does can touch someone so personally. And like they said, make memories for their family. It's not all about the glitz and glam of everything, but it's like, they got to spend time together and they got to see their children happy. And, um, I think it's really beautiful. Yeah. And I think this just shows like, um, that Louis like puts in personal like effort and attention to this because you know he like went out of his way to like meet these boys and get to know them and like um you know put together things they actually would want and it's not it's obviously he didn't do it for the press because he didn't like this wasn't talked about in the press he didn't brag about it about like what he did um I think that's a good like judgment of or good like show of character like when you don't like brag about yourself in that way and you just kind of like let your actions speak for themselves yeah, exactly. So it's good to see good press coming out about stuff like that. And I sure. hope we continue to see more positive stories about each of the boys mm -hmm. um, in the future. Our next story is about Liam sort of like going through these changes. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like Billy's like, it's an end of an era. I need to like, you know, cut off my hair and get a tattoo and whatever. Very like teenage like rebellion yeah exactly <laughs> um so liam posted a picture the other day of his new shaved head on instagram and it reminded me very much of like liam at the late two, 2012 stage or like the little things video where he had the shaved head and it really like he looked much like uh, to me he looks so much like it um i don't know if he looked like that to you it's weird because like he, like i don't know if the shaved head makes him look younger but at the same time like you know he's older so it's like weird like seeing him in a totally different time in his life but with the shaved head yeah. so it's like it's so it's trippy yeah it's very strange um but yeah i think you know cut your hair if you want to cut your hair i'm i think i'm partial to like 2013 liam hair best or like i think the past past like era or whatever past made in the am mm -hmm. was good hair um but yeah i like it you know do what you want to do uh, maybe he needed a change. Mm -hmm. um, and he also got a new tattoo on his hand, which um, looks from the photos to be just roses. And I think it's really pretty. And now both his hands are covered with tattoos, which is funny because I know like he always said that his mom was really like not encouraging getting tattoos. And now he has them on both his hands and hands are very hard to cover up like tattoo yeah. wise. <laughs> so they're like very prominent, you know, your people are going to see them whether you wear a long sleeve shirt or not. Yeah. That's very interesting. Cause like he was never like the biggest tattoo, like, like fan. And now he has like tattoos that you literally cannot cover up. So yeah. It's very intriguing. Um, so yeah, he has an Eagle on one hand and roses on the other. And I think it looks good. Um, and then another big story with Liam is there's a ton of stuff going around about him, rapping and making his own album and working with Juicy J, which we've talked about. Um, and there was a TMZ report that Liam had written songs with Juicy J and TM88, who, do you know who that is? Nope. I don't know who it is. <laughs> um, but, um, and there were a number of songs which he rapped and sung on, and they were talking about um, him doing a lot of freestyle rapping and not necessarily like sitting down with pen and paper, which I thought was cool. Um, and, like, who knew Liam freestyle rapped yeah. and, like, came out with good stuff? I think that's crazy. That is crazy. I don't picture Liam to be, like, someone who, who like, writes songs like that. I don't know. I never pictured him so in 
engaged, I guess, in that way. Um, yeah, maybe it's, like, cool to, for him to, like, um, try out different styles of, like, writing songs. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially with rap, you can, um, I don't know, like, freestyling is just, like, a whole different, like, ball game. Yeah. Um, and then also he posted a picture, I mean, a, not a picture, a clip of him lip syncing to a track of him rapping on Instagram as well. It was quite short. Um, but the caption was, little song I wrote for fun yesterday. Um, and it was like this little rap. And <laughs> the words were, loving the way she's turning you on, switching the lanes like a Bugatti sport. Nothing but luck because she got me involved. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines you've ever read. Oh my god. Um, so, yeah. What did you think of this rap- rapping thing, Kara? I thought it like came out of nowhere, but I actually really like it. And this like little tiny clip has been stuck in my head for like the past couple days. And like I just want the whole thing. I just want him to release the whole thing. Just do it, man. Just do it. I know. I am so excited. I thought it sounded so good. Yeah, it was so catchy from like the like five seconds we had. I mm-hmm. was just like, it, it's already stuck in my head. It makes me so excited to hear like what is coming from Liam Solo, which I haven't been that excited about Liam Solo, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, I know, right? I don't know why I'm not more, like, I wasn't more excited before because, like, I was talking about this with Caitlin, like, he always loves the same um, songs on the albums, like, that I do, so, Mm -hmm. like, I know that our tastes are similar, so, like, if he, like, had you know, an album made up of all, like, amazing songs that are his favorite, like, I'm sure I would love it. And, like, someone on Twitter that I follow said, like, Solo Liam is gonna be, like, a mix of Buble and uh, and Bieber, and I was like, wow, that's, like, absolutely, like, what it's going to be like, and I'm totally ready for it. I know. When do you think we could ever get some of this? Do you think during the 1D break? I think, like, I'm sure we'll get a song with maybe the collaboration with Juicy J, but, like, his own solo album? I don't know. Maybe an EP, but I don't know if he'd want to, like, do it all out and, like, do a whole album. But um, I would love to see, like, even, like, an unfinished version, because clearly he wants to put it out there. Like, clearly he's excited about it. Like, if he yeah. just, like, wants to do this, like, like clip that he, you know, d- did the day before, which is crazy. Like, c- can you imagine, like, mm. I don't know, like, just writing a little song for fun and, like, you know, mixing it up and, like, oh, man, that's so cool. I'm excited for him. I know. I'm so excited. And what do you think this means in terms of, like, Zayn coming out with his own music? Because I feel like that was a similar vibe to what I expect from Zayn, you know? Mm. Like, he's going, everyone's going, oh, Zayn's going to be rapping, he's going to be doing R&B, like, this and that. I feel like um, R&B and rap can be totally separate, though. And I feel like Zayn is, I feel, like, more R&B and um, maybe more, like, mellow R&B. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, with Liam, I could see, like, more mainstream a bit. I don't know if this is making sense, but I can, I don't know. I mean, I think back to that song that... Um, Naughty Boy release from Zayn a long time ago now. The, what was it called? Um, Don't Mind or something? Yeah, that which was, was s- very, it was not like... It wasn't R&B at all. It, it was, was like very folksy, chill. Which, <laughs> is, which is funny because like he, we're going to talk about that, but like he doesn't apparently like indie, I mean I guess it's not indie rock, but like it's very not like what Yeah. So, like, I feel like I don't know what Zayn's going to give us. Like, is he rapping? Like, I don't know. Yeah, because there have been rumors that he's going to rap. And, like, um, we get some clues in this article that we'll be talking about, but it's not very much. And, like, (laughs) they use, like, the weirdest adjectives. And so Mm -hmm. um, we're just going to pull through there. Yeah. And I think it would be interesting if if Liam did decide to release stuff during the break, how it people would. Because we believe that Zayn's got an album or pretty much confirmed coming out this spring. Yeah. Um... 
like when Liam would release stuff and how it would do, how would the media take it in like competition form, you know? They would they would love to pin it, yep. like against them against each other. I like, know. oh man. And the thing is, Liam and Zayn seem to be the ones on the best right? terms. Right, yeah, so. <laughs> it's not like Zayn against Louis, like. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> but like the media won't like put that into attention they'll just like be like oh my god like x1d member versus like (laughs) liam Payne. yeah so and i think also for liam in terms of doing his own solo stuff he's not built up in the media as much as zane has been everyone kind of knows who zane is now and, and everyone's looking towards what he's going to do um and i think liam's not quite at that point so i don't know what else he has to do to you know put him on equal footing to do well you know yeah hopefully um, good things not hopefully no nothing terrible oh yeah nothing bad. terrible but like definitely getting his name story. out there more as yeah. a solo person although i'm sure if he was the first one to release like a whole like a like you know finished song out of 1d like solo i think that would be big news so like mm-hmm. maybe if he was first and he like i don't know i could totally see liam ch- kind of just like chucking something up on soundcloud and just like putting it out there yeah liam would do that that makes me like i feel like harry would never do that like, yeah so i want to know I, I don't think Harry would start talking about stuff necessarily, like, through the process. He yeah. wouldn't be showing it. No. So, like, is Harry doing stuff that we just don't know about right now? Or, mm. you We know, just don't know. Watch Liam, Harry, and Zayn all release their solo music, like, in the next year. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? We'd have so much content. I really would. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, we'll we'll keep updated on that because that's really interesting. Yeah, I think this like what like five second clip just like reanimated my I know. soul. I need to do some Twitter polls about that because I feel like now everyone's like super excited about Liam going solo. Yeah, because like we did, you did a Twitter poll this week um, before that clip came out, right? Yeah. And Liam was pretty low in the polls, but I think <laughs> you know I think this could change things. It really could. Um, and so our last story this week is One Direction being nominated for Brit Awards. And the Brits are pretty much like the British version of the Grammys. Um, and they're going to be held on February 24th. And One Direction is nominated for both British Group and British Artist Video of the Year for Drag Me Down. Um, and I think they have a good chance of winning British Group. Yeah. Um, I would say that's pretty guaranteed. Um, but British Artist, uh, Artist Video of the Year, they're up against a lot of people, so... Um, I don't know if they'd win that, but I think you can vote for them by hashtagging on Twitter Brit drag me down mm-hmm. um, once a day. So, you know, do that. Yeah. I should probably do that <laughs> as well. Um, you know, what's crazy is that I'm going to be in England when <gasps> this is airing. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I'm going to be in the right time zone. Like oh, who wow. would have thought, you know, I'm excited. I like the Brit Awards. So, so does this mean One Direction will go to the Brit Awards? I am not betting on it. Mm-hmm. I think I heard somewhere that they weren't, and I don't remember where I heard that. I think it might have been a dream. I'm <laughs> now that I'm thinking, um, but yeah, I'm not betting on it. What do you think? I don't know. Maybe one of them or something. I don't Maybe know. Maybe Nile or as a like group. or yeah. Liam. They might go individually. Well, um, but then all together they just sit at different. No, I mean like some boys oh, might yeah. go. I don't feel like Harry would go. No, I think <laughs> Nile or Liam. Liam, yeah. Maybe Liam. Harry is the only one who who mentioned it on Twitter, though, so you never oh, know. Oh, that's true. Um, but I think Louis the one who gets all the Brit or I think they probably all get the same, one of them, but, like, I always see, like, the ones in Louis's house, like, displayed. You're creeping on Louis's house? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I think his sister posted a picture. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, that's cool. So, good on One Direction. So, now we're going to move into our main discussion this week, 
which is Zane, like we mentioned. Um, and I just sort of, we're going to be covering the Billboard article, but I wanted to get, talk a little bit about the Fader interview that was um, released like months ago now that we never talked about um, because we were kind of shocked by it and like needed, needed some time. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of stuff about Zayn launching his solo career. I think he's getting a lot of press about it. And I don't think it's necessarily bad press in terms of like regular people reading it. Um, but I think that's definitely going to help him when he does put out his music. Um, but yeah, he was on the cover of Fader. And um, I just wanted to bring up a couple of quotes that he mentioned or he said. Um when he was talking about uh, not getting to make the music that he wanted to make during One Direction, he said, I wasn't 100% behind the music. It wasn't me. It was music that was already given to us. And we were told this is what is going to sell to these people. As much as we were the biggest, most famous boy band in the world, it felt weird. We were told to be happy about something that we weren't happy about. To me, it's like I stood in front of a canvas for about five years and someone said, you're not allowed to paint on this canvas. I've got the paint, I've got the effing brushes, and I can't get it on there. Now someone removed the plastic and was like, all right, you can now paint. Um, and I just, what do you think of this, Kara? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like, I don't know, when I first read it, I was sort of like a bit... I don't know. I will never not have mixed feelings, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm definitely um, in the mindset that I'm happy and excited to see what he will do. And I'm happy that he can be happy. Um, I just am a bit, um, I guess, confused slash upset I guess and more so confused that he's like sort of spoke for the all the other boys like he was saying like we were told that like this is what was gonna sell we were told like to be happy about something we weren't happy about so I think that um he probably should have just spoke for himself perhaps because I think um I don't know it's never good to put uh words in people's mouths um and that's kind of a bold statement to say that like you aren't happy. I mean, like, that they aren't happy either. Yeah, and and whether or not the boys discussed it when they were together about, like, maybe not being so thrilled with the music they were making at the beginning, like, I don't know, it's definitely weird to talk for other people. Especially we, now, like, Made in the AM, they, I don't know. Yeah, especially, like, I feel like maybe the first two albums, yeah. it was like that, but since Midnight Memories and, like, whatever, I, the boys have definitely talked about how much more influence and input they get to put into the album. And, and now they're, like, writing on it more, like... Yeah, and Made in the AM is quite different from their first album. So oh, yeah. it's like, mm, I didn't like that statement. Yeah, I thought the... I didn't... I don't didn't remember the canvas metaphor thing. I actually really like that. I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so good Seemed on like Zane. he really thought about yeah, that Yeah, you, you know, he, like, probably thought about it in the shower, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's like, oh, man, I'm absolutely using that one next interview I get. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we also found out his new album is going to be called Before. And I actually saw this really cute, um, fan art the other day where, where it was like using the words be and for, and it was like, just, I don't know if it was like, just because I'm going alone or I'm going to be solo doesn't mean I don't love these four Aww. or something. But I mean, I don't think that's yeah, why no. <laughs> what it means, but I thought that was cute. Yeah. And it's spelled B-E and then like the number four, well, F-O-U-R and F is capitalized. Yeah. So it's like, 
are you referencing like for the album for the like for the number of boys that are left like they're just like very it's pretty yeah. like and he has to have known oh people yeah would think about this well you know? like yeah you could have like you know spelled it the regular way there's yeah. like it's clearly like intentional like yeah. you wouldn't just accidentally spell it like that and then capitalize the f just for like the lols like yeah. that's not a thing yeah so very interesting and he said that this album was like a snapshot of his life and his thoughts on his life, his hopes, his aspirations, and his regrets in the summer of 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting, because you maybe he'll write about, like, One Direction, like, leaving that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <gasps> There's going to be so many good song discussions <laughs> coming up, oh guys. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so I think he's really trying to make this album come from his own experiences, which I think probably was one of the big things he didn't like about um one direction's music maybe they couldn't necessarily write about everything that he thought they should write about yeah and like we say we love hearing songs about people's actual experiences rather than sort of generic things and that makes it more emotional and more uh relatable when people talk about things that they're actually going through so i definitely agree with him that that's a good idea to, to yeah do. and i could imagine like I don't know how like there could be like so many trials and tribulations about writing with five different people because like you don't have the same experiences so like I think like writing from your own place might be mm -hmm. really nice because then you can just tell like the story you want to tell and not be like hindered by anyone else's opinions yeah exactly um so now we're going to move on to the billboard um article and I have sort of sorted out a lot of the stuff that was talked about in the article but Kara feel free to like do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I have my highlighted, uh, <laughs> printed out thing with my pink highlighter. So, you know, very professional. Yeah. Um, so this article came out on January 7th, um, but it was actually written several months ago, right after Thanksgiving. So I guess that's important to keep in mind that um, whatever he said was said um, many months ago. Which is interesting. I don't know why they're choosing to release it now. I guess just to like build up promotion mm -hmm. for the album but it's still very interesting they chose to like uh interview him so long ago yeah and i don't know like what the regular time yeah that's is true between interviews because i feel like when liam did his interview um for affinity magazine it was like quite uh a gap too wasn't it i don't, I don't know. really know anyway we clearly know a lot about <laughs> business <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, we were confirmed again through this article that we should expect his music in the spring. Um, and like, who knows what spring means? Right? Like, I need a date, man. You like, is that like it. March 1st or like May? Is it like Australian spring? Like, like, you know, June like 15th is still spring. Yeah. But. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like the day before like summer solstice. Yeah. Um, God. But I guess that's exciting. And I, I feel like if that's when the album's dropping, we're going to get music quite soon. Because a lot Ooh. of times people, I mean, yeah, a lot of times people release a single like a month in advance, two months in advance. You know, One Direction released their Drag Me Down in August and their album didn't come out till November. So um, we could be getting stuff soon. Yeah, I could absolutely see something very soon. Yeah. We've been saying that for a while, but like now <laughs> I really can see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to go through some of the things he talked about. And um, the first one is about leaving One Direction and his uh, experience um, and like what that was like. Because I feel like we've heard from the boys, at least on the James Corden show, a bit. Um, obviously not in great detail, but um, we haven't necessarily heard what Zayn was doing when he left from Zayn's own mouth. Um, so he said, I went home. 
I seen my mom who cooked me some great food. I ate for three weeks because I'd lost so much weight in the band. I seen my sisters and put my dad's sheepskin on. I walked around and everyone thought I was him. Nobody bothered me. It was good for my soul to be back in Bradford. Um, so I guess this reminds me of when in that Facebook message that we all got on the day that Zane left. Oh, oh, like the post. I was like, <laughs> no, they the- personally inboxed you. <laughs> <laughs> the Facebook post. Sorry, yeah. I'm not with the lingo or whatever. Um, it's okay. Facebook is kind of yeah. a done deal. Um, so when he said, I want to be a regular 22-year-old boy. Mm. Um, and from what I've seen, making a new album isn't being a regular 22-year-old boy. But in this sense, having those couple weeks where he just went home to be with his family and eat and be with his sisters and, like, putting on his dad's coat or whatever and walking around, um, that is very much being, you know, well, not regular, but, like, being as much as you can after coming out of something like One Direction. Yeah. And also, like, the part where he said, like, he lost so much weight during, or, like, being in the band, just, like, makes me realize, like, it hits home again that, like, you really don't know, like, what they're going through because... I don't know, he never talked about that, but obviously, like, that's due to stress and just um, things like that, so that makes me pretty sad, Um, but I'm glad that he had, like, a chance to just sort of, like, heal his soul. Mm -hmm. And that, like, goes back to when he left and all the fans were, like, like, get your mental health in order, like, feel better, like, take time to, you know, be yourself. Yeah. Um, And then he talked, and then the article talked about a number of things to do with his opinions on One Direction. <laughs> um, and um, I think, I guess I'll just read this first one. I genuinely enjoyed the band and did whatever I could to be myself within that. But it's not, but, it, but it's just not where I sit as a musician, he says. Um, the other boy's taste was genu- generally indie rock. It's good music, but I don't F with it. that was never cool where I was from um so this is talking about I guess his taste differences from the boys um where he was not like a lot of Midnight Memories was very like came to more of that rocky side like the first two albums I think were like generic pop like old school One Direction but I think as you move on we need to talk about the newer the newer styles of music One Direction has done um and I see where he's coming from with the indie rock but I don't know. I feel like it's not necessarily every single boy's taste to make indie rock. Like, I know, like, if we hear Liam, what he's doing now with his rapping and whatever, if that's where he wants to go, then you know that this statement isn't, like, 100%. I'd say Louis maybe likes indie rock a lot. I know he likes, like, The Fray and them. I'm not really sure what categories <laughs> these bands fall into, but... um uh, like with the song, like strong was kind of like that feel, right? No, I don't know. I don't I'm, know what genre strong is. I don't know what really. I don't know what indie rock is, to be honest, guys. Honestly, what is indie? <laughs> I have no I idea. I think Toon Muse has talked about this, and I literally just I still don't yeah. know. I just kind of throw everything in indie that like <laughs> is in pop. Yeah, um, but I don't like when he said it's not cool where he's from, because you know when do you let that hold you back? I guess it's more like he wasn't into it. Or like he wasn't like, yeah. So like this part didn't really bother me as much because I feel like this is pretty cordial. Like um, pretty much everything except for like one line about One Direction's music didn't bother me. Like this part, I think it was just like sort of his opinion. Um, I don't know. I think it was was pretty, it wasn't negative. He was just saying like, um, 
you know, I liked what I did in the band. I liked, like, you know, working with the boys and stuff, but, like, I wasn't, like, into the music. Um, and I think the part where he says, like, I'm, I genuinely enjoyed the band, um, I don't know. I really, I thought that was, like, um, good, and I think it's important to focus on, like, the positive things he said, um, but also I think that sometimes uh, he's a little contradictory mm-hmm. in this article, but also I think even I'm contradictory about, like, myself and my opinions on him, so I'm sure, like, in his own head, like, he has, like, so many, like, you know, layers of um, feelings about this whole thing, so mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it's not easy to, like, sum up his experience in, like, one sentence or, like, one emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another quote from the article. We weren't allowed to say certain things or words or word lyrics the way we wanted to. I'd sit and wonder if the fans knew how it worked what would they think? My argument was people are more intelligent than that. They want to hear what's real. So why don't we write stuff that we're actually going through? Um, And again, like I said earlier, I think that it is true that we do know the difference and we want to know what's real. We want to know what they're going through. Like I would like to hear a song about their experience being in like the limelight and everyone watching them. And we got a bit of that with like perfect where Harry sings that the bridge and mm-hmm. what that's like, but I would like it even more because I think um, I think Taylor Swift does a good job of that. Um, but again, this he's talking about them not being able to express themselves in one direction, and I feel like I mean, who knows what what is true to that extent? But again, I think with the latest albums, they're getting more and more. Like it feels like he's talking about like back in the beginning. I don't know. What do you think, Kara? I'm not sure because we don't know, like, what what's going on behind the scenes, so we can never tell, like, how much they're having to be censored and, like, how much they, like, want to say what they want to say. Um, I'm not sure. I think that, um, in this part, like, he's, like, defending the fans and they're saying, like, you know, they're calling, he's calling them intelligent and then, like, in later on he kind of um, negates that. But I think this is, like, interesting because I think, um, you know, this just, like, sort of makes me uh, intrigued to see, like, how he's going to write his music and if he makes it deeply personal because, I don't know, we've talked about, like, how he isn't, um, like, I mean, in One Direction he wasn't, like, very explicitly personal um, and didn't really talk about his own experiences so much. So um, it's going to be interesting now that he feels like he can be. Um, so I'm not sure I'm intrigued to see, like, where he goes with that. Yeah, I hope it means that he's going to be personal. Like, and I'll be looking out for that. Mm. Now that he's made these statements, I'll be like, okay, like, (laughs) I need specificity. Yeah, where it's, like, your diary pages. Yeah. Um, And I I hope that he gets to do what he wants to do. And and now it seems like he's making the music he wants to make, so. Yeah, because I could, I really could see how that would be so frustrating. Like, not Mm -hmm. being able to, like, say the things you want to say. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, as, like... A 20-year-old boy, 22-year-old boy. He's 24. Three? three? Yeah, 23 now, right? Yeah. Um, That would be, I don't know, trying to write for maybe a younger audience could be frustrating sometimes, but also um, that's, like, the market you're in at, at that point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... I don't know what I think. Anyway, we'll move on yeah. to the next quote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I think this entire thing, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next quote from Zane. I'll be honest, I thought, oh, this... <laughs> this is the one. This is when he was asked if he had listened to um, Made in the AM. And remember, this was in November, so the album had come out about three we- weeks earlier, pre- like prior to yeah. this interview. So he had had three weeks to listen to it. Um, 
but yeah, so this was when he was asked if he had listened to their One Direction's album yet. He said, I'll be honest, I thought the first single was quite cool. I heard the second single and, and then the writer said he like scrunched up his face when he was saying this and then was like, yeah, I didn't buy the album. So um, that implied that he really did not like the second single, which was Infinity, right? Or was it Perfect? Perfect. Oh, sorry. Which was Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I mean, we both didn't really love Perfect right off the bat. I did. Okay, well, I I didn't like Perfect off the bat. Um, But that didn't stop me from listening to the album and recognizing that One Direction usually does very eclectic albums in having, if you like the first song and didn't like the second song, that just means you might like half of the songs. Like it doesn't necessarily mean all of them are going to be like the second song. I know. I just feel like this is the sentence that really got to me. Like I was like, fine. He was being very cordial. Like he was like, you know, like kind of wishy-washy, which is fine because I didn't expect like really bold statements because I... I don't know, I think it's sort of smart to, like, stay sort of in the middle and just kind of play on both sides um, in this kind of interview, but this just frustrated me because it seemed like he was trying, like, so hard to, like, be edgy and just, like, like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to censor myself. I'm going to say whatever I want. I'm so Mm -hmm. edgy and cool. And, like, I hate, like, people, like, uh, especially, like, I think of comedians who are like this, who are like, I don't, like, you know, nothing is censored in my, like, um, comedy. And, like, it just, like, they're trying too hard to, like, just push the boundaries of, like, whatever. Um, And it just, like, there's a point where, like, if you're trying to rebuild a relationship or maintain a relationship with, um, like, your friends or something, you wouldn't, like, completely, like, call their album crap or like say that they, you didn't buy it like okay you're a multi-millionaire like you can't spend a couple like you know bucks on like an album like i'm a, a college student i still bought the album like you know like maybe just like support your friends like yeah, and you're not curious yeah like i would want to know it's on spotify get it for free dude like <laughs> seriously i i just like that really frustrated me and it was just I don't know. I thought he was being really doing good job of being cordial in this whole article. And then like he throws this in there. You, you slammed the band that that like made you into who you are, allowed you to do this solo music. You wouldn't be doing this right now if you hadn't been a part of One Direction. Yeah, I think that like the really the part that really gets me is like the yeah, I didn't buy the album because like you're allowed to have opinions. You're allowed to not like the second single like Caitlyn didn't like the second single, but like. I don't know, like she also wasn't part of the band and like didn't quit. <laughs> but like, I just feel like there's a point where you I don't know, should just, I don't know, like, how could you try to maintain a relationship with someone who you were, like, actively, like, um, destroying and, like, putting down the stuff that they put their heart and soul into? Yeah. They, like, they spent so much, and they said that we're gonna make this album the best thing, and then their, their, like, ex-brother was like, (laughs) (laughs) like, no, I didn't even buy it. Like, oh, it's gonna be horrible. It's not what I want. Like, I'm not gonna listen to it. How is that gonna make the other boys feel? And, like, especially putting it in such a prominent article like this. like I know. I'm sure they heard about this. Like, oh, the, definitely they read this article. Like, how upsetting is that? Yeah. Like, this, like, I'm not going to... If that was if I was the boys, I wouldn't be like, oh, I want to make up with Zayn now. Yeah, no, I'd buy, like, a million copies of my own album, send it to his door. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't have the money for that, so it'd be more like half a CD. So. And if he says he's, like, in sort of good terms with Liam. Yeah. Like, how does well, Liam deal with this? Like, at least support Liam if you don't like Louie and Harry and Niall. Yeah, just, like, like, skip all the other parts. Who doesn't like Niall, right? Am yeah. I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Man. Do you have any more to say about this? I just feel like we could go on. We could, like, literally make an entire episode about just this, like, um, sentence. And 
I don't know. I think I need to put also in the context. I don't want to take it out of context, but it still frustrates me. Um, you know, I like that he acknowledged that he did have some, like, good times with the band. He's, like, you know, he's saying he genuinely enjoyed it, but I think that, like, I don't know, just coming from, like, a friendship perspective, it just, like, really, it makes me sad that he, like, said that. Like, if my friend said that, like, I... Especially someone you've worked with so closely and yeah. written songs together and had so many uh, experiences, to just completely tear down something they worked so hard for yeah and it just horrible i just remember like the the minute nothing yeah the time that like he tweeted about drag me down and he was like um big love to like uh the boys like i thought drag me down was sick or whatever Mm -hmm. and like that tweet like made me so happy and um you know like it was it was great and i know the boys didn't really respond but it was still great to see him like supporting them and stuff um and i think that he obviously has like you know he has the right to not like the second single but just like just be nice about it, you know? Like, you don't have to, like, fake that you liked it, but... Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, sort of in relation to that, he also discussed where his relationship with the boys are now and, like, how they're doing. And, again, we haven't really heard this from Zane yet. Um, so, he said, The truth of it is, you can think one thing about a situation and the total opposite can happen. I had every intention of remaining friends with everybody, but I guess certain phone numbers have changed and I haven't received calls from a lot of people. I've reached out to a few of them and not got a reply. Certain people have pride issues, <laughs> but if you, if, but if it's stuff you overcome in time, what? But it's stuff you, oh, come. but, it, but it's stuff you overcome in time. Um, so what my opinion on this Mm -hmm. is i think he very much shoved all the blame on the boys it doesn't seem like he really talked about himself as like an equal participator in the relationship breakup of the i don't know of, of the boys in there whatever i don't even know what their relationship is now but like he didn't really say you know what i could have done something better or i could have not retweeted stuff that was mean about Louie. Like, I could have not said the boys had a bad album. Like, I don't know. It just seems like he's not really saying that he had a part in it. It almost seems like he's saying he reached out, he was the bigger person, and they didn't really reach back, and now it's their fault, and I can't do anything about it. Yeah, and of course, like, both of their sides are biased, because it's just... Um, you know, we've heard different stories from different people. Like, people have said, um, I know, like, I think Louis in the past had said he, like, reached out to him. Who knows if that's true? Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I like that he didn't name names, though. I think that was kind of smart of Certain him. people yeah, have, have pride, pride issues. issues. That's basically naming names, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was still, it was still big of him to not name names. You know, Niall certainly has a big (laughs) pride. (laughs) Oh yeah, that Niall, he really needs to tone it down, man. Um, what I have written here is that you don't get to decide how you made someone feel. And I think that's a very important, uh, you know, concept to go into, like, um a disagreement you have with someone like this that advice or that line has helped me so much in like dealing with conflicts with my own friends and like if someone tells you that like they are hurt by something that you said or something you did you can't be like no like I didn't mean that like I didn't mean it like that like you shouldn't have felt that way they feel the way they feel you can't tell them that they don't feel that way you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and like if the boys were hurt by Zayn doing like leaving the band you can't be like I had the intention of remaining friends with everyone because 
it didn't happen. It doesn't matter what your intentions are. Like, they were hurt. So you just have to recognize that. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like you have to understand that your um, actions have consequences. And you can't just kind of um, be like, oh, you're acting in a way that I don't want you to. So, like, I'm not going to deal with it because you aren't acting like I want you to. So it's, I don't know. It, It frustrates me. And I think... I don't know. I think they can be friends later on in life, but I don't think that it's it's right now is, like, the time that mm-hmm. that could happen. And also recognizing that people don't react the same way to different things. Yeah. And I found this, like, with different relationships in my life. Like, yeah. my sister doesn't, like, get upset in the same ways I do, but I don't get frustrated by some of the things mm-hmm. that she gets frustrated by. So, like, and it's not like people are lying. It's just that people are different and emotionally get affected differently. Yeah. So, Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about this? Um, no, but I think, uh, I don't know, as much as, like, I want to say, like, oh, why is he talking about One Direction? Like, why is he talking about, like, the boys in this way? Like, he has to, like, you know, everyone wants to hear about that. Like, he can't just, like, stray away, uh, stray away yeah. from, like, the topics of, like, how he, um, is talking, if he's talking with the boys or, like, how his relationship is with them. So, like, mm-hmm. I have to recognize that, like, that's obviously going to be asked and he has to answer it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then some other positive stuff he talked about was, like, having his own house in L.A., and he talked about having all his mom's recipes, and he, like, nailed how to do, like, six of them or something, which is very impressive, because I can't cook that many recipes. I know. I'm really afraid. I think I've (laughs) talked about this, um, on the past, in, uh, what? In the past, um, that I'm gonna have to cook myself, uh, this upcoming semester, and I realize I don't even really know how to cook pasta, so... (laughs) Um, I think I'm gonna have to ask my mom to, like, teach me, um, before I leave in, like, four days. So, yeah, let me at least, like, know how to cook pasta. Like, that's... You need speed cooking lessons. Yeah. I guess I always have Google, so... Yeah. Shout out to Google. You can always YouTube something. That's so true. I remember Caitlin one time, like, when she was studying, or supposed to be studying for finals, like, remember, like, you went on, like, rampage, like, trying to find, like, how to cut a pineapple? Yes! (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, that was for, a like, while hours. ago. Yeah, I think that was like sophomore year of high school or something. I don't know why oh. it stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. You can always find fun tutorials online. Really? That's very true. Or birth videos. Like whatever videos. whatever floods your boat. How to oh, cut a pineapple. God. Like, wow. I love the breastfeeding videos. How to latch your kid onto your nipple. Oh my god. Shout out to like people who do that because that seems really painful, man. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> um uh, so also Zane has been living in a house in LA that he bought and he spray paints it and he has room to do his art, which is really cool. Yeah. And like he spray paints all over the walls. And I know back in the This Is Us video, um, he talked about wanting to be able to do that, have a whole room where he could, or he had a room, I think, at his yeah, house where he like could one do room, art. Yeah. Um, but now he has a whole house, which is really cool. Yeah. I think that'd be like so freeing and fun. Like I remember like one time, like when we were painting in this room in my house, like my mom like let us like draw on the walls. And I remember like drawing a huge like Yu-Gi-Oh! character um, but it was like so fun and just like it's just something about like drawing on the wall that like you know you're not supposed to but like it just like but you can it's like really freeing so yeah, i, like I want to really have cool. a room in my house yeah for my kids and to, you like, can just like paint and stuff yeah. and, like draw on the walls so cool that would be really fun um now slightly more negative conversation I like how we had like one second of positivity <laughs> well i saved all the like positive stuff to like the end so he also talked about women um Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> the first quote we have is, I need, this is him talking about who he wants to date. Uh, he said, I need a challenge. Also, I like girls that are a bit chunky in certain areas. The nice areas. I like a fuller woman. 
I enjoy it, an intellectual conversation as well, where someone can construct a sentence beyond what hair and makeup they're wearing and talk about something political or about the world. I like an opinion. Um, so there's a lot of problems I have with this. Firstly, I like girls that are chunkier in certain areas. The, the nice, nice areas. areas. Okay, congratulations. You like big boobs and a butt. That's like... You and the entire rest of the world. This is not revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's what the media portrays as yeah. beautiful. So good job for falling into the trap <laughs> <Yeah>. of... <laughs> the literal like media expectations of women. Like, okay, thank you for like this revolutionary like idea, Zane. Yeah, and let's also talk about the two girls he has dated. Perry, like... Okay, chunkier woman. Perry, I would not describe yeah, her she's as a, so thin, a chunky but beautiful. woman. I love Perry. Don't get me wrong. Perry's oh, man. gorgeous. I know. I have literally stalked her Instagram, like, up and down. And, like, send pictures to my friends. But, <laughs> anyway, that's not the point. Um, and then Gigi Hadid. Like, or Hadid. Is that how you... Hadid, I think. Hadid. Like, okay, she's also a model. So, she's yeah. not chunky. Yeah, and she like, has good boobs. Like, not good boobs. <laughs> she has big boobs. But, like, that doesn't mean... I don't, I don't know. There's so many problems. Yeah. And just, like, the nice areas. Just, just like, man. Yeah. And what like, about my hand, okay? Like, yeah. There's <laughs> I, other nice areas. I want someone with a chunky hand. <laughs> 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 a chunky brain. That's what I want. But also, like, I need a challenge that's going into the whole, like, um... I don't like women who, like, put out on the first date. I need, like, a challenge, you know? But then, like, also, if boys, like, you know, slept with someone on the first date, it's fine. It's, like, totally normal. But, like, if girls did that, they're just easy. And, like, they're not wife material. Like, they're not... You're not going to bring them home to mom, you know? Mm -hmm. Um... Then let's get on to the intellectual conversation thing. <laughs> Why don't you take it away? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, this entire thing, someone on Tumblr like stated that this entire uh, segment seemed like a terrible OkCupid profile. And I literally could not agree more. Like the amount of times that I've seen, like, I love intellectual conversation. Like, can't wait to like, you know, um, gaze upon the stars and like talk about like blah, blah, blah. And just like really pretentious stuff like this. Um, it just like really frustrates me because... Uh, the juxtaposition. Jux I don't know why I always try to say that word. The positioning of this next to the um, uh, the hair and makeup statement, like you, like a woman could have both. Like anyone could have both. Like intellectual opinions and um, opinions about hair and makeup. Like I don't understand why society thinks or like puts all this pressure on women to look beautiful, but then like doesn't want them to talk or reference like the act of like them like, being quote-unquote beautiful. Like, you can't talk about the hair and makeup that it takes, or the process that it takes you to be, like, presentable, but, like, you have to be this beautiful creature and, like, also be extremely intelligent. Like, I don't know, man. This just bothers me. And, like, I don't understand, like, why you don't think you could have both. And I'm, I don't know if this is a dig at Perry. Like, it just, all of it frustrates me. Yeah, I think, and also it just seems like he's saying, like, I like to find those rare gems. I know. Who, like, are chunky women in the good places and also who are intellectual. Those those rare girls who like yeah. to have intellectual conversations. Yeah, because, because girls don't. I, I've never met a girl who likes to have an intellectual conversation. Yeah. Who, who likes politics. Like, uh, okay, most people are well-rounded. You can't I know. just say girls 
in general are all about hair and makeup. Like, yeah, you might see someone who's a model or who looks gorgeous or has a YouTube channel that does like beauty. That doesn't mean they're not also highly aware of what's going on in the world and maybe like are extremely in intellectual and like to have these conversations and care about politics. That doesn't mean they're not, you know, separate. And like, wow, Zane, you like someone who likes to have an intellectual conversation? Okay, most people looking for a relationship want to be able to have intellectual conversations with their partners. Like, it's not a rare thing. Again, like, congratulations. Like, okay, everyone's looking for that. Like, I like that I like an opinion. Just not just any opinion. Just give me an opinion. <laughs> like, just one. Just an. Like, most girls are wishy-washy and don't have opinions. Like, yeah. No. But I mean, like, anything's an opinion, though. So, Seriously. like... So Stupid. that's kind of a low bar. I don't know. This entire thing just reeks of uh, stupidness and terrible. Okay, Cupid. Misogyny. That's also true. Mm -hmm. It's just frustrating because it's like you date women, you have a bunch of women in your life, and you still think that the they're this like flat, one-dimensional creatures that yeah. can't have more than one interest apparently, and like can't be intelligent. Yeah. But, like, then you wouldn't say this about guys. You wouldn't, like, assume, like, a guy who, you know, takes a bit of time to get ready in the morning. Like, you wouldn't think that, like, oh, I'm sure, like, he only thinks about his appearance. Like, they're just, like, men are allowed to be multifaceted. Did I talk about the Scooby-Doo thing on the show? Or was that just not on the show? What Scooby-Doo <laughs> thing? What are you talking about? Okay. Uh, you can cut it out if I did. But, so, in Scooby-Doo, you have Fred, who's the good-looking guy, but he's also, like, the smart one who, like, leads the group, and yeah. he's, like, the charismatic guy who, like, is in charge. And he's good-looking, and he's smart. But with the women, you have... Okay, which one's which? I never... Velma is the one with glasses. Okay, Velma, who's, like, the stereotypical mm -hmm. nerdy girl who's got glasses, but she's super smart. But she's not a love interest for Fred because she's just... She's frumpy and smart, and that's it. Yep. But then you have Daphne, who's gorgeous, and this, like, oh, this beautiful stereotypical beautiful woman or whatever yeah. and that's who fred wants and she's sort of ditzy and dumb and, and clumsy and clumsy. always gotta be clumsy like so you can't have but fred oh fred is allowed to be both he can be smart and good looking and have it all and be outgoing and all this but no 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 we have to keep the women different that's not okay F fred down with fred <laughs> Hashtag down with Fred. Yeah. Um, the poor, what's his name? Fred from YouTube's gonna like, if we had that. Oh, is he even, well, he's around, but he's not Fred. He's his own man now. Oh. Was his name not Louis, Fred? I mean, no. Lucas Crookshank. Oh. That's cool that he has that name. I know, right? Wow. Actually, maybe maybe it's not that. Maybe <laughs> I'm just like attributing. I know it's like Crook something. Uh, Crookshank. Okay. <laughs> Another fail from Zane. Um, this interviewer for the Billboard, um, article had a really awesome question, which was, have you learned anything from the girls who admire you about the challenges they face particular to women? Which is a great question, especially with, like, all this feminist stuff going around today. <laughs> all <days>. this feminist <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's, like, very talked about, and I like that this interviewer was putting the fans in a good light by asking this and saying, have the fans taught you, like, about the challenges that women face? But no, Zayn did not take this chance to redeem himself. He just dug himself further into a hole and responded by saying... I was raised by a lot of women, so there's nothing any fangirl could have ever taught me about any woman. 
I fully understood every person who'd come and see the band because I have crazy aunties and crazy sisters who would fangirl over actors. If people can't have something, they want it. Wow, Zane, you knew everything about women, about every woman. Wow, great. Kara, you honestly <laughs> should probably talk to someone in like the psychology field because this is like unheard of that someone would know everything about women. <laughs> you genius, you. I know, honestly, like Freud has nothing on you. I mean, there's a lot of problems with Freud. Anyway, <laughs> but like you should write textbooks about this just because this is very intriguing and I'd love to know every sentiment you have. But but in, in reality, I think that just the way he phrased this could have been so much better man like i love the fact that he has like so many women in his life and um you know that he feels like he learned a lot from them but then the fact that you're simplifying women again and simplifying girls who come to your concerts as like they all have the same backstory and they all love in the same way is just so simplistic and like simple-minded like i don't understand how you can think like this i'm getting very into the hand motions i'm italian so um yeah i just like to say the word every and all are always, like, they always <laughs> screw you words. over. Yeah, you can't, like... S- you can't even use those in essays in college. No. Like, teachers will call you out on that. Yeah, Zane, you were going to be an English teacher, so... I mean, <laughs> you left school early, so, like... But still, you know, you, sh- you can't, like, simplify everyone. Like, that's... That never goes well. <laughs> um, what do you have to say about this? I just think it's so frustrating to think that he didn't take anything away from his experience being in One Direction, learning about, like the girls that come see him at concerts. Like, you didn't learn anything and you don't feel like you learned anything? Like, that's really egotistical of you. And on top of it, to say that all the girls are there because if they don't have something, Mm -hmm. they want it. Oh, that's why we all go to the concerts because we can't have One Direction, so we want it, so we go. Uh, okay, thank you. That's that's exactly my experience, Zane. Like, you got it. Nail on the head right but there. But then he's also, in before he was calling us intelligent and saying that we'd want, like, real music and, like, from real experiences. So, like, you can't... So, just, like, so... I just don't have words. I'm just so confused, and I think he's a little confused, too, and I think that... You know, we've talked about this before, like, not every girl who goes there, like, wants to marry them. Like, you yeah. know, it's that's not what it is about for a lot of people. Like, yeah. most people, I'd probably say. And, like, okay, crazy aunties and sisters, like, okay, don't compare us to everyone. And plus, have you really talked to your crazy aunties and sisters about that's this? That's pretty derogatory, too. Yeah. Just, like, d- dismiss them like that. Like, ugh. I'm sure, like, that, like, you know, like, the, the things they fangirl over, like, mean so much to them. And, mm-hmm. like, he's kind of just dismissing, well, he is dismissing it as just, like, crazy and that just like i don't know it just hurts my heart cuz you know we like on this podcast we really defend fangirls and and fans f- for their love of things and i think that just like it's just a, such a important like integral part of like you know their identity and stuff and just to like dismiss it as like these like crazy people like that mm-hmm. just man fail uh- <laughs> oh but also oh, well, i remember what i wanted to say i think that like we have to also recognize the barrier between the fans and Zane. It's not like we can, like, go talk to him and, like, kind of, like, you know, have a personal connection. Like, imagine, like, going on stage and just, like, having a bunch of screaming people at you. Like, I could see, like, how you don't really, I don't know. But you can take the steps to understand. That's true. You can go online. Like, yeah, you Taylor could, like, Swift yeah. reached out to fans individually. That's true. If you didn't do the research, you can't, oh, you'd be like, yeah, there's a barrier, but, like, you could have done it, Zane. You could understand. I'm sure yeah. the rest of the boys don't feel the same as you. Yeah, like, I, I think you just have to, like, see it. I don't know. You just have to think about, like, 
the people as individuals and not just like a screaming mass of people. Yeah. Because, I don't know, you just, like, even if you just thought about it for, like, a couple seconds, you'd realize <laughs> that, like, you know, not everyone's clearly the same, so. Yeah. Do you have anything else that's, that you want to talk about before we get into his music? Um, the only thing that I had to say that I don't think we covered. Oh, actually, yeah, I have a couple things. First of all, okay, so, um, James Millay Ho, who is, um, Zay, or Zane's main collaborator, who is, um, Frank Ocean's producer um i just want to say that this is making a lot more sense now that like why um frank ocean hasn't dropped his album because zane stole his producer from him uh. um i mean no i don't i th- they're probably both working with them but like i feel like you know frank um ocean's album was supposed to come out like july of uh 2015 and it still hasn't come out um so i wonder if like zane has anything to do with it i'm like starting rumors right now but i just feel <laughs> like i feel like i don't know if even if uh frank is working with him on this album but like i don't know man that just like i want frank's uh, album too so you know share him zane um and also i um thought it was very interesting what the um interviewer um decided to talk about um islamophobia um because i think that we didn't get a lot of that kind of um uh, talk uh when zane was in one direction um you know, I think this uh, line sums it up. Um, what's unique about Malik's fame, even in the context of 1D's rabid following, is that Malik, uh, Malik is Muslim in an increasingly hostile Western culture. And um, they go on to talk about um, different times where he has faced Islamophobia. And this isn't directly from Zayn himself, so it's very interesting that the uh, interviewer decided to include this because I it's really very important. I really liked the interviewer. Yeah thought he was cool. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Me but, either. Um, I'll definitely have to go look at them and see what they do. Um, but yeah, I think that this is such an important point. And I remember, like, always wanting, um, you know, people to cover this. Because this is such an important topic. Especially, like, w- like what they said. Like, an increasingly hostile Western culture. Like, we have a very Islamophobic culture. And um, having a Muslim celebrity um, who doesn't feel like they can express that is... Uh, you know, very sad and upsetting. Um, so I think I think that was great that they uh, decided to include that. Yeah, and do you think that when Zayn does um, release his solo stuff and potentially become quite famous, or more famous than he is, mm-hmm. um, in his own right, do you think that would help change people's, like, perspective on um, Islam? Or do you think people would just... Uh, like put him as the exception you know I just feel like people who have such like harbor such hatred like um their mentality I don't know it's really hard to change that kind of mentality because it literally has no basis in reason or logic Mm -hmm. um so and I wouldn't want to make Zane like the face of like anything and like um being like the one to like change people's opinions because that's that, sh- that shouldn't be on him um but you know like one could hope that people could change their opinions mm-hmm. um because they're just unreasonable i think people who are older might not but it could have a good effect on younger people or yeah. at least get people talking about it in get people talking about it with like other celebrities like in a celebrity culture way because mm. like there's a lot of people who talk about uh, Islamophobia on Tumblr, and it's very intellectual, um, but maybe not as accessible for a lot of young people. So 
if you bring it up on like celeb mix YouTube, then like you have a lot a whole new mm. audience looking towards it. And it's not to say that that audience uh, isn't intellectual, but maybe it's you know reach out to them in a different way or you have younger people who yeah. haven't because you know we didn't know about all this when we yeah. were in middle school yeah so no. like to reach out to younger generations yeah potentially it could be good yeah but, and i, I also know. don't want zane to like feel like the, he has to be the like voice piece yeah because um, i think he said he doesn't really want to yeah because he, like like the very few things he said in the past he's gotten like extremely harsh backlash from so like obviously you know we could see why he would want to keep that part of himself private which is totally fine and that's up to him um uh so yeah i just thought that was a great thing that they added Mm -hmm. um so yeah now let's move on to the music uh stuff that we've heard from this article about his new album. I guess the person who was interviewing Zane got to listen to a number of tracks and I just sort of plucked out the descriptions that the person used to describe what they were listening to. Um, and let's talk about them because we don't, like we said, we don't know exactly what Zane's gonna put, be, put, be putting out. Is it rap? Is it like R&B? Is it that folksy stuff he put out when he left One Direction? No one really knows. Um, so the first description is about a song called She, and the um, interviewer wrote, the beat of shadowy AU <laughs> current R&B track She drives so hard that Malik, grooving intensely, sloshes liquor onto his arm. I really appreciated the detail I know. of Zane spilling his drink and then, like, embarrassingly cleaning it up afterwards. Yeah, that was my favorite line of the entire <laughs> article, I believe. <clears throat> I, I think that was, like, very humanizing slash just, like, hilarious to, like, imagine. Yeah, so we got a track named She, okay. and it's shadowy and R&B. How do you feel about this? I'm excited for the R&B. I'm excited. I think his voice would so fit it and you know shadowy that can never be a bad like <laughs> descriptor like i'm excited like bring on that like mysterious you know mm-hmm. drama and she seems like it could be written from a personal expect pers- perspective or something mm-hmm. uh, st- it doesn't give much but no nope. presumably it's about a woman <laughs> like possibly a remote romantic partner i don't yeah. know um <clears throat> but yeah it was it was making malik groove intensely so you know <laughs> Uh, the next one is finely wrought details stand out the sour synth of before a sweep of strings in its in its you the whip crack snare of wrong so this is a number of songs the the interviewer named um i guess there's one called before which is the name of the album as Mm -hmm. well um it's you and then wrong uh and sour synth sweep of strings whip crack snare (laughs) i feel like that's a lot of different instruments what the heck does sour synth mean like we don't even really know what synth means so then you put that description and we're just like that is just totally how do you dissect a sour synth i think maybe i just feel like they're sort of like you where you just kind of put like some interesting descriptors and you'd kind of just yeah but then like they actually sort of know like what they're talking about so they just like bind those two together so this is like you if like you knew about music you know what i mean Mm -hmm. not a drag on you but like (laughs) (laughs) if i knew about music that i don't though um but strings interesting i like that strings could be interest interesting (laughs) um one Direction used strings on their album, Made in the AM, and it turned out really great. So, 
You know, maybe Zayn's taken a page out of their book. Maybe, but he didn't listen to their album, so <laughs> he wouldn't know. Um, you have anything else to say about this? Um, no. Before, It's You, Wrong, interesting titles. They're very short. Um, I wonder if Before will be the one about him leaving the band. <laughs> um, I just want to know what the Before is about. I'm very, like, interested. It'll be great to hear that song. Maybe that's the one we're going to get. Oh, but do they, I don't know if, like, artists usually release the title track of their song as first. But then, like, it would make sense to be the first single. If it's about One Direction, it'll get a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I just want to know. <laughs> next quote. It's a pleasantly rough thing, intimate and warm, but capable of striking falsettos. So this is talking about Zane's voice. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I know. what is it talking <laughs> I, about? I took these out of context and just like yeah. put them in a dock. So we're just sort of trying to figure it all out right now. Um, but yeah, yay, we get to see Zane's falsettos again. He was very um, known for that on One Direction. I think of like best song ever and you and I uh, as songs being, we really heard his falsetto shine. So it's great that he's um, using his strengths in this new album. Um, Kara? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next statement. <clears throat> oh, this is about how they actually went and made the album. And I've read a lot of things b- between like the different articles that have been um, written about Zayn and his new music. And it seems like he did a lot of the recording outside or like that's how they started off. They sort of went outside and he had a mic and like was singing into it or like recorded under the stars. Um, which is pretty cool. How the heck do they have a good, like, what's the, w- the word? Like, sound um, sound quality? <laughs> like, I don't I forget what it's called when you, like, you know, you're in a room and it's, yeah. like, but you know what I mean. I don't know how they have that. I don't know. I don't know what the word yeah, is. because One Direction used to have to put, like, mattresses, mattresses up on yeah. the wall. So I don't know how you're just doing it, like, in an open field amongst some stars. Like, that would be really cool, but, like. Yeah. I feel like the sound would get watery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you. If you know, know you more mean. about music, write in and yeah. let us know how this works. Um, but yeah, this is uh, the James Malay. Is that Malay? Malay Ho, who um, Kara talked about earlier, the producer who worked with um, Zane, said that they um, actually went camping in a forest, An- Angeles Forest, and they set up a generator and a tent. Uh, so that they could do stuff in the woods. And they, they he was talking about, like, it was real hardcore camping where, like, they didn't have toilets. And, I mean, like, you have a generator, so... <laughs> but no toilets. Like, I feel like I'd rather have a toilet over a generator. Like, okay. But then you... Yeah. But, like, you can't call it hardcore camping if, you, you know, <laughs> you have some electricity. Like, the pilgrims would not be proud. Yeah. But, like, screw the pilgrims. That's cool but. that they went out and recorded in the forest. Or, like, maybe it wasn't, like, the official recordings, but, like, maybe Just, like, like to early, get the, like, yeah, yeah. Like, some rough drafts. Yeah. So, that's cool. I wonder if we'll be able to hear, like, a river running through <laughs> the <laughs> Some, the like, album. owls, like, some... Yeah. yeah. That would be cool, actually. Yeah. Um... So, Kara, what do you want to see from Zane's music? We've talked a lot about it. Is there anything that you're hoping for to, like, see in particular? I'm hoping for it to come out soon. Mm-hmm. I am hoping that he doesn't um, uh, say anything, like, explicitly negative about the boys. Like, that is, like, I'm sure he wouldn't say, like, you know, um, anything too bad, but, like, that we could, like, infer that is about the boys. Like, I hope that he doesn't do that. Like, I hope that he talks about, like, fame and, like, um the like uh problems he's had with it because i think that could be very uh helpful to like understand his insight and like his personality Mm -hmm. um 
So I think that'd be interesting because he's talked a lot about how fame has given him trouble. Um, so I think that'd be cool to like see it from an, like his artistic perspective. Yeah, I'm really excited to see where he goes like from a songwriting perspective. I just want to see like I want to see what his real songwriting's yeah. like because I don't yeah. think out of all the boys he did the least amount of songwriting for One Direction or at least the songs that got put on the albums. Yeah. Um so we don't really know what his voice is like. I feel like this latest album we got to hear where each of the other boys stand uh more so than we have in the past. So it'll be cool to hear um, Zane's perspective on that and like again hearing personal experiences will always be great and I just I'm looking forward to a good album but again there's always the uh you know negative side of it <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we rely on like hand motions and uh that doesn't really translate and well weird to noises it. yeah uh. yeah I got it though <laughs> yeah we all got it um do you think this album will be explicit or, like, yeah. at least some songs. Oh, yeah. Because he's very adamant on, like, not censoring yeah. yourself. And, like, people, like, equate that with uh, swearing. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, doesn't have to go hand in hand. But, you know. Yeah. I would agree. I'm sure he'd want to take advantage of being able to do that finally. Yeah. I know I would. <laughs> <laughs> if we got an, an explicit podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, do you think anything... Like, would you like to see Zayn do something now? Or, like what does he need to do either to like get fans back on board or to make you feel more excited? I know you're pretty like in support of him, but you say you go back and forth a lot of times. What could he do now to like change it in a more positive way? Other than reconnecting his friendship with the One Direction, I think that honestly, um, what makes me happiest is when he talks to fans on Twitter and he, like, interacts with them and, like, jokes around with them and use, uh, talks or, like, uses fan art as, like, his banner and his Twitter profile and, like, compliments fan artists and, like, notices them. Like, that makes me extremely happy when he does that because um, he is very great at that. Um, and I think that maybe staying... I mean, I in ideal world, he wouldn't talk about One Direction in the press, but I'm sure that, like, especially when he's doing, like press for his new album like he's going to have to but maybe um just being cordial just being polite um you know I mean obviously I don't want him to censor himself like say what you feel but like maybe just do it keeping in mind that like it's probably going to get back to the boys and like if you want to have a friendship with them in the future like you gotta like you know think about what you say yeah and not censoring yourself doesn't mean hurting people's feelings personally yeah like, oh, great, you have a freedom of speech and you can go say whatever you want. But that doesn't mean you say whatever you want. Yeah, people don't understand what freedom of speech means. Like, they just, like, think it, like, you can just say all this offensive, gross stuff. And, like, it's like, oh, it's freedom of speech. But, yeah, like, but there's consequences yeah, to, like, what you say. It. So, personally, I think what I'd like to see from Zane in a more realistic way. Because, like, if he could give a public apology to me, that would be great. And Directed to, to you know, publicly apologize to all the boys and whatever but uh, I think I'd like to see him stop saying stupid things about One Direction and women yeah that's true uh and stop being so egotistical on his high horse (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's realistic but I really want him to take like a women and gender studies class yeah I'd rather him yeah like or just shut up like don't talk about it if you're not going to say good things like great go learn about feminism and stuff open your eyes and grow as a person but, like, if you're not going to do that, stop saying things that make me mad at you every time you do an interview. <laughs> and it's just, like, like so there's harmful. no way for me to heal if you keep breaking it <laughs> open, you know? 
God. Yeah. You gotta let one wound heal before you make another <laughs> one. And I really feel like that's a lot of it. I think I would be over the fact that he left if he had, you know, not continued to be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm glad that we have different, like, opinions on things because I think that makes it more for interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that our opinions will continue to waver around, especially mine, because I can't commit to anything. <laughs> um, so, Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys have opinions on this, please write in and let us know. Because mm-hmm. although we do different opinion, like neither of us are super pro Zane, I would say, or like maybe like I mean I'm con- I don't know. I don't know. But like let us know because we're only two people. We want to hear your opinions, and also we want to know how you want us to keep covering Zane, um, news wise. Because I think as we get closer to the spring, we're gonna get a lot of news that's Zane related. So would you like us to you know every once in a while? like talk about Zane or really keep you guys updated every week on what's happening with him. Um, just let us know because that's helpful for us planning each episode. Um, do you have anything else to say to wrap this up, Kara? No, I think that was a good discussion. I think that it was like very um, cathartic mm-hmm. for us to be able to talk about our Zane feelings <laughs> Yeah, because we haven't been able to. And um, me and Caitlin have been talking about this article for, like, a while now, and we've talked about the past ones, but I think it was, like, good to, like, just really hash it out, because mm-hmm. we've been trying to, like, save it for the podcast. We're like, we can't have this hour-long discussion <laughs> about it. Like, we have to, like, save it for the podcast, but, yeah. like, um, yeah, I think that, I don't know. I just have a lot of feelings. I don't know where they all are at, but what? Mm-hmm. That was weird, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. You know, there's a lot of things. Yes, I agree. All right, let's move on to recommendations this week. Um, my recommendation is to go look at, on Twitter, um, their name is at Akai underscore anyway, and Akai, I don't really know how to pronounce that, but it's A-K-I, uh, and they're a fan artist who's quite big, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen their work before, um, but they have calendars they're selling that are One Direction calendars, so, like, maybe you don't like the official calendar of One Direction, um, but they're selling ones on Etsy that are, like, fan art based which i think are always so cool i love the fan art yeah. things um because they're always like quirky and fun and have a whole bunch of inside jokes which is always great um so i would go check those out and possibly buy one if you want to yeah um so mine's sort of in the same realm it's um this etsy store called wanderlust fandom and they have a twitter which is fandom jewelry and they make a bunch of different like necklaces and bracelets and stuff uh made out of like metal pieces but then obviously like with a band or whatever but it's like um stamped into it are like lyrics um a lot of them are one direction i think it might be all one direction actually and um i think it's just like really it looks really cool and i like that it's like subtle one direction things because i love like subtly being like one daf um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah definitely go check them out um i think it just looks really awesome and it'd be i don't know i love wearing like very like subtly like subtly one direction things so like you know that you're wearing one direction things but like not you don't have to like broadcast it to the whole world it's like like wearing a new pair of underwear that no one sees but you still feel good in it yeah (laughs) yeah so true um so yeah definitely go check them out okay so now let's move on to tweet of the week my tweet of the week comes from one of our awesome listeners at hello sophie on twitter Um, who said, I went to Ikea today wearing my Girl Almighty necklace and swooned over the Harry Styles bedding. Uh, And she posted a picture of Harry's AMA suit right next to the um, bedding that she saw at Ikea. And it's, like, literally almost exactly the same. And I just, I would have bought those bed sheets right then and there and wrapped myself up in Harry's AMA suit. 
Yeah, I don't know if you saw, but on um, our Instagram, which is Talk Direction, um, I posted um, a picture of my friend's bed who I actually um, edited in. in I, I don't know how to edit it in the episode in. Okay, um, because I was staying over her place and she has that bedding. So that's oh, why. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. So that's why I think she like said that. Oh. And also it's like such a pretty bedding too. Yeah, it really And is. like it literally is the exact same thing. Like oh, it's crazy. So nice. So yeah, tweet of the week. Shout out to Sophie. Yeah. Okay, so my tweet of the week comes from our old reliable Niall. And he tweeted, woke up still coughing an hour ago. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. Spelled um, Y-E-H. Um, still coughing now. Angry emoji, sick emoji, F this. And I really... Niall! I know. I just love everything about this tweet. I think I love Niall's grammatic choices. I want him to, like, edit everything I do and just like see what he does stylistically with my grammar. Um, I really like the, um, the, oh yeah, spelled, um, Y-E-H. I just think that's intriguing. And also I like that he chose to use F this, even though he has sworn on Twitter before, but I like that he chose not to. And I'd like to know his, um, you know, reasonings behind this. Like, is this not worth the extra three letters? Is he just like only slightly upset? Like, you know, I just, I just. Unlike Zane, Niall still censors herself. Yeah. But like, he doesn't always do it. So it's just, you know, interesting to see like the different choices that he's made. Um, you know, I'm always a fan. I have commentary on the yeah. Yeah. Um, I always spell yeah, Y-A, but I know you mm. spell it Y-E-A-H. That has been a classic Caitlin move <laughs> since day one. Like, I can go back into our archives of, um, emails from, like, seventh grade, and she will, has been spelling it Y-A for but this entire time. some people spell it like that? I say it, like, when I'm doing, like, you know, like, yeah. um, but I think that's, like, very distinctly different than, like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Because that's well, always Y-A all the time. It, that is very Caitlin. Yep. Um, I still need to find some of our, our old um, emails, and we have to read them off Remember sometime. that time I learned how to spell maybe? That was a good time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Caitlin, like, didn't know how to spell maybe, and she spelled it different every single time. Yeah. I don't think, like, a spell check was really a thing back then, so <laughs> the amount of misspellings that we've had <laughs> in our past uh, experiences. I swear I'm an intellectual woman. <laughs> Just doesn't know how to spell. But, like... yeah. No what was it? Oh, I learned spell. how to spell giraffe the other day. Oh my god, that's There's an genius. E at the end. Who oh, knew? I knew that, but I, I don't know where the know. A and the... Is there an I? I, I don't know. Who, I thought you G-I-R-A-F-F-E. I distinctly remember the day that I decided, like, I would know how to spell definitely. I'm like, you know what? This is this is <gasps> the end of the one. line. I'm going to learn how to spell definitely. My life is going to improve. And it really has. Like, the yeah. day you decide to learn how to spell definitely is the day that, like, you become a human like yep. you know i became a woman I that had day one of those moments too same yeah. word yeah like, sometimes you just mem. these are memorable moments yeah do you think restaurant is a hard word to spell of course really so too many letters ones that have a u's and e's that's so interesting no idea like, how to spell I always restaurant like, i spell I, it wrong every time and then then learning the spanish spelling versus the uh, like, uh, english version like totally mm, threw me off yeah. And I never learned. Still can't spell it. <laughs> Still to this day. <laughs> but um, actually. <laughs> but it's so interesting because I was, like, seeing people on Twitter complain about that word. And I was like, oh, I never thought about that as, like, a hard word to spell. Like, I know definitely always is. Yeah. Maybe it's just to think of you <laughs> thing. But, um, yeah. So, I, I feel like, you Let know. us know what the hardest word you have to spell. Exercise. That's a hard one. C's and E's. When they're together and you don't know where. Oh, Surprise. Yeah. Never Surprise. know if there's a Z in there. <laughs> 
what i remember the day i felt like i came home and like i was like really young and i like told my mom like guess what mom like i learned like i spelled surprise and like guess how we spelled it and like i told her with a z and like she's like you know what like you're almost there like it was you're pretty close and i was like so proud of myself in that moment but like i spelled it wrong but i was still proud because she like really gave me like you know pat and sounding it out is you know, a, a step in the right direction. Yeah, but then when you like really mess it up so badly that like, even your spell check doesn't know what to do with you and you just kind of like oh, plop I hate it there. That. I yeah, really it's the worst. It's like you don't know how to get to the no. right spelling because you're like, oh, no, there's no other way to figure out how to spell this. You're just kind of trapped in this like limbo of like hell. <laughs> it's like the third layer of hell, I bet. Yes. All right. So, question of the week this week. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the Zayn interview for Billboard and will you be supporting his solo music career? Um, pretty much anything you have commentary on this whole Zane debacle, we'd love to know. I love that word. Thank you. Um, might not know how to spell it, but I do know how it to spell it. It starts with a D. I'm... Debacle. Yes. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let us know. Um, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And then any g- general feedback or suggestions for the show, opinions on what we've talked about, any of the news stories we've covered, uh, Liam going solo and rapping. How did you guys feel about that? That's Question awesome. Mark? Um... And anything else you want to hear us talk about. And make sure to let us know how you want us to handle Zane in the future. um, (laughs) Because that will be helpful. Uh, But thank you so much for listening to episode 31 of Talk Direction. Make sure to go follow us at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Visit our website for all the show notes for the episodes. um, Talkdirection.tumblr.com. Visit our uh, Instagram, Talk Direction, or you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster, and that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara's with a C. And then also you can go over to iTunes and subscribe to get uh, every episode as soon as it comes out. And that's helpful because we have bonus episodes that are released sort of uh, at random times. Um, And then... Also, give us a review or a rating, which would be great. Um, And you can also find us on SoundCloud if you want to recommend us to a friend and they don't have iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Yay. All for free. All for free. Exactly. Um, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 32. Bye. Bye. Bye.